welcome to podcast 16. It's my birthday number. Oh. Not January, though. Oh. I was going to say, is it like right now? <laughs> no, it's not today. <laughs> not, not today. Not that today. Birthday theme background if it was today. Yeah, we would be a lot more on top of things and a lot more prepared <laughs> if that were the case. Exactly. Yeah, Instead, we retro. went with the retro. Yeah, I like the retro vibe. And it's interesting. Like, it was really difficult to find five pin bowling retro like women back in the day found one for Katie that was like 1931. I have no idea who these women were, but it looks like they won a five pin bowling championship. And that's kind of neat. And then I just probably found this one that seems like these girls were just like posing with bowling balls in there. <laughs> Some of them are like in high heels. Like anyways, that's, I guess maybe what it was back then. <laughs> they were really serious about their game, but <laughs> well, interesting. We we were talking offline about the the length of the skirts, mm -hmm. right? Which is really interesting. Like, like really no down knee. there, yeah. No, no, no <laughs> knees are showing. There's no knees showing at all. No <laughs> arms. Arms were allowed, but knees were not allowed back then. We should have a five pin high heel event. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we do have Time and Ladies Classic on today. Yeah, that so should maybe, be like the, the little so fun part. Maybe we arm Stacy for, for that one. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, wouldn't it be fascinating to start getting like um, pictures, archived pictures? I know. Maybe we could utilize for the podcast. Like, that'd yeah, be awesome. I know that in Tim's house, there is a room that is dedicated to five pin bowling that he has graciously allowed me to continue having at his house so I don't have to bring it to mine now that I've taken over Edmonton's five pin yeah. and it has a ton of pictures and archive stuff that he's in the process of trying to get online and just get Incredible. in a place where they can be a little bit more accessible to everybody instead of in his spare bedroom so hopefully maybe we'll be able to find some stuff in there that we can use too That'd that's cool yeah that's really really cool so on to yeah. kind of the theme for today yeah, so we've had like lots of great bowling going on um, across the country. First, before we even get into kind of the open side of things that we're going to be talking a little bit about today, we had a perfect game um, female we've had on the podcast before for some other fantastic bowling. Michaela Eby threw one on December 30th, I think like 3 a.m. game 10 of a tournament. Like, I I don't know how you throw a perfect game at 10 a or at 3 a.m. Like, like her peak time period, I guess. But like not yeah. that. And like when you look at the video of her, she's like, it you you would never be able to tell. She's so it looks calm, like just 10 like 10 a.m. Yeah. First thing, fresh, just wow. let's go throw a perfect game now. So that's amazing. Um, Congratulations, Michaela. I know like you've had a lot of accolades around that accomplishment, but that's a, it's a huge accomplishment at such a young age. Yeah. So that's incredible. We also had another perfect game on January 7th. Randy Morissette in uh, Manitoba also threw one. So that was fantastic. There's been like tons of great bowling lately. Yeah. I mean, now we're like peak season, which is kind of the theme of this this week's or this month's podcast for us around like people are gearing up now. They're probably halfway through some of their um, master's events Congratulations to you, Katie, because you had a fantastic uh, third and fourth um, tournaments for um, 
qualifying for Team Alberta. So um, we just wanted to congratulate you on the huge bowling um, there. And then as we kind of get ready, there's going to be um, some qualifying already for zones for the open that are already completed. And we're going to highlight some of those uh, women who um, have, have made those qualifying zone teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, also just wanted to like prep people for, a, who are about to go into their qualifying zones for the open. That's right. Cause we have some places in our country that have already done their full qualifying and they have their provincial teams set already. So, um, it'll be exciting. We'll get to kind of touch base with a few people and, uh, get their intake or their input on what's going on with opens in their provinces. So. We could even just bring in our first guest right now, um, all the way from PEI. Hello. Hello. Mary Jo McKenzie and like cannot, I've got actually like a little bit of a shiver because I bowled against Mary Jo for a long period of time, veteran in our game um, and so excited to just talk talk about like how you started what's happened for you the accolades are like there's a long list of accolades and we just want to like showcase you Mary Jo because you're you're still playing at an elite level and if I look at like the first bullet point we talked about this just before the podcast in the back room but I felt like um, the very first bullet point for me was a little bit relatable so 1963 64 you basically started out as, as a fan um, with your dad being part of a, a president uh, for bowling. And I felt the same way. So that started for me as well, where I started joining my dad when he was the president of the Masters. And I was a, a young child and I would travel around with my parents and watch. So, I mean, w- let's just start a little bit about that. And then maybe we'll kind of go into some of your high level accomplishments. Like, what did that mean for you? And how did that really energize your your story around um, the future of bullying for you back then? Well, I mean, my whole life, because people will say, when did you start bowling? And I'd say probably as soon as I could walk. I'm sure I was throwing balls, right? Um, yeah, and dad bowled and tournament masters in Ontario from the day it started. So there was a lot of travel and i just grew up watching the elite level right and and you know one of the things he always stressed for all of us was a pursuit of excellence Mm -hmm. in everything you do right and so that's always been kind of my thing because bowling seems to be the thing i was decent at so (laughs) something that i could excel at and 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 do and uh, i was a funny little kid I wouldn't join YBC, even though I bowled every week with like him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't join YBC until I could throw with one hand. Fair. Yeah. It was funny. Like I got that in my head. Right. And, and I was whatever I think I would be able to do it. Yeah. I was grade three before I joined YBC and I bowled one year of YBC in Ontario before we moved to BC. But yeah, just a funny little weird thing. Right. I think this pursuit of excellence that your dad taught you, like, I, I can't even wrap my head around, like, what this journey has meant for you. 
I'm going to try and honor you as best as I can. And Kitty, help me because, <laughs> because it's, it's a long laundry list, but like it is, uh, your accomplishments have been beautiful and amazing. And I'm sure you've ha you had so much fun. So if I, I don't want to mm -hmm. screw this up, Mary Jo, honestly, I do not. Um, but it seems like in the Masters, Nationals five times and you had three National Bronze. Yeah. Then when you go into yeah. the Open, it looks like you went to National five times and once as singles, four times as ladies, and you won gold in 87 and 89. Yeah, for BC. Uh, for BC. Yeah. And then Nationals with PEI in 2006 on the ladies team. You are coach for the men's team in 2017. You went as a parent in 2018. <laughs> with Alberta. 20, from, with, with Alberta. Alberta. Yes. Yeah. 2019 singles, 2022 singles and team, 2023 singles, and now 2024 singles. In 2022, you bowled with three of your PEI juniors. So this is amazing. Talk yes. about um, mentorship in terms of the game. I feel like I'm missing something, Katie. No, I think we're still good. Perfect um, game in 1988. Yeah. I will say this again. Not many achieve a perfect game. Mary Jo, perfect game in 1988. You want the story on that one? Sure. Yeah. So that was a league. Middlegate Lanes in Burnaby. Uh, Margie Patterson, who was a top BC bowler. So she would have been 20, 20, 25 years older than me. So I was the kid. Anyway, uh, third week in September, she bowled a 448. <laughs> so she had a high single. And then I bowled that on April 13th <laughs> to take high single had away to, from her. Had to take the high single. <laughs> like, how weird is that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Very cool. It's impressive. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm sure I've missed some of some of your accolades. Yeah. One, I mean, second woman to win two singles events in the same year in 85 with the BC Fraser Valley and the Pacific Coast um, team yeah. events. Yeah. And then like also just the amount of time you've given back to the programs, you know, running YBC, coaching in PEI. Um, there's just been so many things that you've given back to the sport, right? Which is just trying to, fantastic. yeah, 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 yeah. And now I'm trying to get back to just enjoying it and having fun and trying to be better, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, because it does say here like that you had a bit of a time off because you're really um, focused on your kids from 2007 to 2019. Yep. So I can't even imagine, you know, if you were playing, like what, what even more, <laughs> How many more, yeah, would, yeah. would be there. Yeah. Um, I can see your passion for the youth, right? I do want to talk about Kathy Harms. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it does say that you, you, you carry a tribute to her. Um, and obviously anybody who knew Kathy Harms, she was a beautiful spirit. Um, tell us what Kathy meant for you and maybe what that inspiration, um, is. Well, she, so she, she won the YBC junior girl singles in 1974, <laughs> I think. So she was like this celebrity 
my dad actually coached the senior boys at nationals and she won the junior girls. And so like she, I knew who she was, but after that she was, I was just kind of like, you know, she was on a pedestal for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I got to bowl with her in YBC maybe only once, but then she was three years older than me, but then we bowled for Surrey for a long, long time in juniors, then as adults for zone three, so, and then bold for B, representing BC in masters. We just, we did a lot of stuff together. There was a whole crew of us, Sandy Wag, Sandy Wilschek and mm-hmm. Kathy and myself. And uh, she was the classiest person I've ever known in my life in any context. I mean, beautiful. So, to, meet her, to meet her at a bowling alley too, you know, right? Like, yeah. Really the... <laughs> Some would but, say yeah. her hair was stunning. Yes. I mean, oh, yeah. Lynn Howes in admiration of her hair. <laughs> He's a yeah, hair guy. Beautiful hair, but like she, she was a beautiful, kind um, human. Yes. And I'm glad we were able to like um, talk about yeah. her today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I have her, her brother had sent me from, because I obviously I couldn't go to the funeral in BC. And yeah. I just, I went and got it laminated and it's in my bowling bag with my shoes oh. and my I love it. And I, you know, sometimes when I'm struggling or whatever, I might go over and kind of pull it out and just look at her and think about it. And yeah, helps inspire me. We love that. Yeah. 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 So most recently you have just qualified for the open. Yep. I can hear you. Is it me that's frozen? I think so, just a little bit. On my end, just I think you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay. Can you see me now? Am I moving? Yes, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. No. Moving. Yeah. Okay. We're good. <laughs> um, so most recently, you have qualified for the Open in PEI. Tell us a little bit about just the format that PEI does for their Open qualifying. A little bit different than some of the uh, rest of the country. Yeah, because it's so small. So, yeah. What was there 14 women, maybe? I think it was 25 men. So they bowl over two weekends, two eight game blocks in two different centers. And then uh, top five ladies, top five men play a stepladder. First place qualifier has to be beaten twice. Okay. So pretty standard, but yeah. And, yes. and then you finish the round robin or like the, I guess, qualifying step la- or qualifying scores in first. So you had to be bitten twice. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was, Amazing. I beat, I beat all the men except John Walsh. So I, I, I bowled really well. I don't know what happened because I haven't been bowling that great, but something clicked, <laughs> something clicked and it still clicked the second weekend. So it was, it was good to throw well and kind of have a little bit of a glimmer of, that they used to be able to do it. Yeah. Well, clearly can still do it. Yeah. 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 And then the, the final, I had to play Amy Spence. Yes. And yeah. I heard that was like your best game of the tournament. It was when you played her in the step line. Yeah. Amazing. And, and for the record, I did confirm this because I thought it was right. And it is right. I am 40 years older than her. <laughs> so got to love a sport, right? That. Yeah. <clears throat> You really can play for life. Can play, yeah. 
Um, I know you've been to many, many nationals and over open and uh, masters. One question that I had submitted to me before um, we came on the show was someone wants to know a little bit about the Spider-Man story from nationals. And it piqued yeah. my interest as soon as someone reached out to me. So I know this story. Of course. <laughs> Yes, it involves one of your Alberta bowlers. Yes, it does. I was there. Who is a legend. Oh, well, you might know better. I just, were you, I don't know, were you at the Masters in the 95? Yes. In Saskatoon? Okay. Correct. So nice. we can both collaborate and validate there the story. There we go. Yes. <laughs> Fact so, check yeah. it. Yes. So there, it happened at a cash, something prior to that, that uh, Bruce Mortar apparently was nicknamed spider-man and because he could climb walls like spider-man was what the story <laughs> was so at this cash tournament that was whatever apparently there was in some room people went in and bruce was had himself like lodged up in the corner of a of the room like he was spider-man like he was stuck to the wall mm -hmm. and so that was the legend and then when we were in Saskatoon in 95 at the Masters and we were staying at the Bessborough. Anyway, somebody, I don't know who it was. Now you might remember that, Tracy. I don't remember who it was, but somebody bet him. Like they said, no, nah, there's no way. And because he said, Oh, I'm gonna climb the Bessborough. I'll climb the hotel, right? On the outside. And whoever bet him that he couldn't do that, he's I'm gonna go up to the top on to the roof. So I, I didn't know anything about it, obviously, at the time. And there was a, the meal was a barbecue, and we were sitting out in the back, getting our food and having a nice time. And then all of a sudden, there was a big commotion, and there was Bruce Mortar on the roof of the Bestboro, waving, <laughs> waving to everybody. Just classic. Yeah. yeah. And then and then he was somebody. They asked him there. Well, I didn't see you. I didn't see. Oh, he goes. Oh, I climbed on the front of the hotel because like the back is lower you know it's many more stories on the back so that was his line was that he'd gone around the front to climb the front of the hotel because it was less stories but in reality <laughs> he got security to let him go up this elevator and the stairs to go down the roof <laughs> charming james bond like yes. Bruce yeah. yeah no kidding yeah. that sounds exactly yeah. like something he would do He's such a character <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, that's a really pretty cool. accurate picture. Yeah, I can still see him. I can still see him up on the roof. And, that's and, a long time but, ago, but I feel like Di was there. Lynn Howell yeah. might have been there. Oh, yes. I, oh, I felt like there. the wives that were there, Sue and Jen, might have been there. And I almost feel like the Gigliacs were there. And I don't know yeah, why, why, but I might have. I feel like Bev was there. Yeah, yeah, could very well be. The whole that's crew. A good story. The whole yeah. crew was there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So moving forward, goals for the rest of the season? Uh, hmm. I would actually like to bowl well in the singles for once at the Open, because I never really have. I've always been horrible. So maybe <laughs> this is my year. I'm Isn't not. I'm it? much more. I've always been a team. I'm way better team bowler than I am singles bowler. So um, even in Newfoundland, I bowled really well on the ladies team, but not very well on the singles. So. Maybe it's my time to learn how to shine for 
time to for go. me. Yeah. And, and Pinsanity. I'd love to see Pinsanity win some. We, we're back at it on February 4th. So it'd be nice to see us win, put something some together. Matches and, and totals yeah. and stuff. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. yeah you never know. Yeah. That's well, going to be know. great. We wish you all the best at the open. We'll be, oh, thank you. we'll be watching. Go get them. Be strong, right? All these decades, go get it. Yeah, it would be very cool. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us, thank and you, uh, it was fantastic talking to you. And looking forward to seeing you at the open. Yes, yes. Look forward to seeing you guys in all Ottawa. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. Okay, thanks. Thank you, Mary Jo. All right. Her, we could literally talk to her for an hour just based on how many yeah. tournaments she's been at and how many things she's done. So true. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, we are going to move on. Still keeping it East Coast with another province that has done their open provincial team qualifier for the ladies um, and bringing on... Courtney Lucas. Hey, how's it going? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. good. Oh, it's going to be so nice listening to the accent. <laughs> I, just I don't feel in... like I have much of an accent. Oh my goodness, you do. <laughs> I definitely and, would. <laughs> and it's beautiful, right? You'll just have to be patient with us because we're not going to be able to pick up all the time in terms of the sharp, the sharp accent all the time. But yeah, you definitely, definitely have one. So I'll slow down my speech. I'm a fast talker. Okay, we're good. We're good. So congratulations on making another open national team for Newfoundland ladies. Um, you qualified. I know you guys had your qualifying a couple months ago already back and you average like 265 to qualify and make that team. So fantastic bowling. Thanks. Um, yeah, it, was a, it was a good tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And so your team is like pretty steady with what we've kind of seen out of Newfoundland for the last couple of years. Hey. Yeah, it's pretty steady. It's a bit of a mix of the team that we won with in 2018 and the team that we won with in 2022. So right. Where we all know each other really well. Yeah, it's been pretty consistent. It's just a good combination, 2018 and 2022, right? So yeah. I'm sure you guys are striving for big things for yeah. Uh, yeah. next next Add steps. to some of those totals. We'll quickly go over a few things of what you've already accomplished in your career. Um, 17 nationals total over the years, that's including your youth events with 12 national medals. Five gold, uh, YBC triple crown. Been doing the Open and Masters since 2018. With that, the Open, three appearances, which is like amazing considering two of those years were canceled with COVID <laughs> times. Two golds, one in 2018, one in 2022, and a bronze. Um, been on the All-Star team a couple times. Last year, you didn't play the Open with starting med school and everything, but back at it. And then three master's appearances with a silver and a bronze last year. So that's fantastic. And then you're qualifying right now also for master's, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We still have four sets left to go for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Out of six? Do you do the six sets? And then, yeah. 
Nice. So before we get into kind of all that, um, how does Newfoundland do their roll-offs for the Open? It's a little bit different than PEI. Yeah, it's changed the past two years. We do an all Newfoundland roll-off now for the ladies. So that was in November. We did, I think it was 16 games total. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Um, So that will make the ladies team. And then any ladies who rolled off who didn't make it will go back to their zones and bowl for the mixed team. Okay. That's... And then the singles roll off for us will be during the provincials in March. Okay. And so interesting. Yeah, it is quite different than like what some of the other zones do with having like it is zones making teams and then or just the whole province making their whole set of teams. But yeah, that's what we were doing in the past. But we ended up just getting one or two teams every year. And it was always the same people. So at least this way, we're able to get everybody to bowl and get a bit of a better turnout. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Um, So with it being like two months since you guys qualified, and then you still have until May or June for nationals, do you guys do things in that meantime to kind of keep the team connected? Or what have you guys been up to? We haven't done any practices yet, but we have team parties. (laughs) I know a little bit about the team parties. (laughs) I've heard some things about team partying. Yeah, we've had a couple team parties, little potlucks. We got to go over Christmas. It was, yeah, we're all such good friends. So it's just natural to hang out outside of bowling as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's the beauty of, I think, the Newfoundland teams because we're all so close we're all friends. We've known each other forever. And I think that really translates to our success on the lanes for sure. I think that that is a big thing. I also think just work so hard in that community to um, just have like a stronger commitment to the sport. So like, I'd love to talk about that a little bit because like the investment in Newfoundland, in the youth, huge advocacy there, and then also just like supporting what's happening like on the adult side. Talk to us a little bit about what you've seen the last couple of years. I think the MBT has made the biggest difference right from the youth levels, because we have youth MBTs. It's getting people involved in the competitive competitions early and just getting that competitive like desire and just coming up through, I think the MBT started when I was just coming out of YBC. So that got me involved in some more of the adult competitive stuff, like in a, I guess a lower risk way. So I think that's really, really been helping just keep everybody involved throughout the year. Yeah. And they put so much time into just Mm -hmm. like not only fostering the youth but also like you said the adult like with their Newfoundland bowling school they have a really good showing at both um both clinics right they were almost full in the adult side so it shows that people are wanting to put that time in wanting to put that effort into growing it even past the youth stage yeah people are just so passionate in Newfoundland we are so passionate about bowling and it's just a big community and yeah I think it shows. I mean, it does show because not only is it um, about MBT, but it's like about how Newfoundland bowlers are even expanding outside of Newfoundland and going to club tour and WCBT uh, commitment. Like they're going to play the cash leagues. 
that part of Newfoundland is like growing outside of that. Like it's, it's been part of like the culture and the community. Right. So, I mean, that's just incredible. And that's not an easy venture uh, financially uh, to do when you're going outside of it and like you're supporting the open, which is a financial um, constraint for you guys as well. Masters. And then you layer in all of this other stuff. Like it's just a huge commitment. Yeah, it is. It's so expensive to travel outside of Newfoundland. <laughs> mm, it's true. Yeah. And yeah. for me, it's a lot of a time thing because I would love to go to a lot of the WCBT events and all that, but it's just not realistic in my life right now with school. So, Courtney sure. Lucas, you have a lot in your plate. <laughs> your resume is planning a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to give you a yeah. whole pass. Yeah, I think it's fair that you don't come out to the Western tournaments right now. <laughs> maybe in the future, maybe someday. Yeah, yeah. you've got a lot on your plate um, and a successful resume to date, right? So we want to dig into more of the, maybe the adult um, side the last couple of years for you and maybe just share some of your, um, maybe one or two uh, memorable moments from some of those events. Well, the moment that comes to mind every single time, my favorite moment ever was winning on home soil in 2022. Mm -hmm. That was just unbelievable. It's on video and I'm so glad it is because I look back and watch it all the time. But like throwing that ball at the end of that tournament and winning on home soil and hearing everybody behind me, all my family there with such a group, a group of such close friends. It was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how anything could ever top it. And I was there for that moment and just watching it as like an Albertan watching it, I like was like, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool with moments like that when you guys have st been striving for many years to like have those kind of accomplishments. And I know that you savor those, right? Like they're very, very special and hopefully you have many more in front of you. And that doesn't become like the most memorable in your career. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. One one of many, I hope for you, Courtney. I hope so. Oh, it was just amazing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, do you have a preference when you're playing? Like, do you like open or do you like the master's format? Is there one that I kind of stands out to you? Better. I definitely yeah. like the open better. I think the, I think the open just feels a little more relaxed. And there's just a bit more, I know people say the Masters has more time, but I feel like the Open has more time if you're not bowling both. Right. Yeah. If you're not doing singles and. Yeah. yeah. There's something about the social part of the Open that I like better. And I like the format better. I like the subbing yeah. in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I agree with you. I think the Open is my favorite format also. I know that not everyone agrees with that. A lot of people like the Masters better, but. I love the masters only because I feel like you just got to grind it out. Like if you're not playing good, you're grinding and your teammates True. have to support you and vice versa. Like there's just this where the open, you get a little bit, you know, yeah. of relaxation time. Cause you, you might be sitting or whatever, but yeah, again, yeah. it's just a, a preference thing. And honestly, if you can play both awesome, cause they're both awesome. Yeah. Sometimes you just need that moment where you can look at your coach and be like, I don't got it. Get me out of here. Yeah. That's what's fun about the masters. <laughs> Grind it out and yeah, figure it have, out. Have to have your back, and you just pull your socks up. Hopefully, 
for sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in kind of your personal life, how is things going with school and wedding planning and congratulations? <laughs> that was like big engagement. Oh, thank you. My life's been for the past year, it's just been wild. It's been a wild ride. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just every day feels like a blur sometimes. But but yeah, everything's going good. I'm loving school. It's I've tried so hard to get into med, into med school. It's yeah, it's a dream to be here. And uh, yeah, wedding planning. <laughs> I can't believe, yeah, I can't even believe that happened. Yeah. It was such a surprise. So I've been on top of the wedding planning, but we're thinking 2026. So I can relax. A you little have bit. a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. And has it been easy-ish to kind of balance school and bowling throughout this last little bit? It has. It has. It's been <laughs> an adjustment. Um this year it's been a bit easier. Last year, what was my first year, I was just trying to get used to what school was going to be like. I didn't right. know what it was going to look like at all. So last year was a bit more of a struggle, but this year I've just adjusted a bit better. Yeah. But surprisingly, I've been able to balance it better than I thought. I never thought I'd be able to bowl the open in this While school. going to school, so yeah. I'm just so thankful that I'm able to do both this year. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Well, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us. I know it's like super late there already. Oh, thank you so much for having me. We're looking and, forward to having you on again, Courtney. Yeah. Oh, good, thank you. <laughs> good luck with the rest of your season and prepping for the open and hopefully we'll see you there. Thank you. You too. Have a good night, Courtney. All right. So that's kind of our maritime feature wow. of the open. I, it's always I mean, nice it's to amazing. Be able to, like, We're always trying to find like new people to like have on. Like it's really important for us to have like some diversity and to have Mary Jo and Courtney on. Um, we're super, super grateful. Yeah. Um, so now we're kind of switching a little bit more mainland. We're coming into Ontario here and uh, we have a special guest that they're not at their provincial qualifier yet. So we don't know who's going to nationals, but we have one of the province's high zone round qualifiers to kind of talk a little bit about the Ontario zone and then a little bit about her bowling journey. Hey, Stacy. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. So that is awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> we went through kind of the Ontario qualifiers and on there kind of pulled some scores and yours was one of the highest in the zone rounds of qualifying. Which is Which shocking because last year it was not very good. <laughs> well, that's good. So the 49-25 stays, is that over 20 games for you guys? Yeah. Yep. So just shy of 250, right? That's good bowling, yep. really good bowling. Yep. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> yeah. No, when did good. you do your qualifier round? We did our first 10 the last week in November and the second 10 the second weekend in November in December. Okay. We had a week it's off so in interesting. 
to me all these different provinces that do their zone rounds over different weekends like in alberta we've always just done it saturday mm -hmm. sunday you bowl your 20 games in one weekend so it's just so interesting doing it over a couple different weekends which is kind of nice does it feel yeah. good to have it over with though now <laughs> yeah like we still have that ahead of us <laughs> right but they're done and they're like you know they can gear up and relax like a little bit so yeah yeah and it gives when, us time to get together as a team going true. into provincial. So when is your provincial round? Uh, Easter weekend. Okay. So same so time as Alberta. 27th to 29th, yeah. 30th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then after you've made your team, is there things that you guys kind of do before provincials leading up to, to bring yourselves together as a team or? Yeah. So we actually last night had a team dinner and we're talking about practices and sometimes we do, We've done escape rooms or we do games nights, just something to, you know, get Fun. together as a team. Yeah. I was going to ask if you had the team parties like Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do no. sometimes. I'm sure yeah. you do. And like your open provincials are like a national event from what I've heard. I've never experienced, it experienced it, but like maybe you could help, you know, anybody from Ontario gets it because you've been part of it, but help the rest of the country understand what, what that, the, that event looks like. So you're playing round robins against all the zones. And I think we have 12 zones now. Yeah, it's wild. And, yeah. So you're playing over, we do singles. So there's your 10 games of singles, and then you'll have whoever makes the step ladder. And then you have the team's events, and then you bowl all your team's events. And then the Saturday is when you do your team step ladders, your single step ladders, and then whoever wins, that's who gets to go to nationals. So it's loud and it's vibrant, and there are a it lot is. of and there are a lot of people. Like it's it's like a national event. Yeah, it is. And you know, back in the day, it used to be so big. Like we used to have the full house at you know Sherwood, which is forty eight lanes, and like it was just crazy you couldn't get through there and you have everybody cheering uh this year for us it's going to be a little bit different um because it's going to be in different houses so i was just going to ask ladies in one house and mixed in a different house right so it'll be a, that's a lot different. of teams to have to put in one place yeah but then for the finals like the championship saturday they'll everybody will be in the same place one center Okay. Stacey, has there been like traditions maybe back in the day, like at open provincials that maybe have like they no longer exist, like some of those special things that maybe or have they continued on? Well, they're back in the day, we used to have, you know, four full nights. We used to when it was allowed, we used to do a Calcutta for singles. And then, you know, we would have a dance and, you know, a big party on the Thursday night and then the Friday night would be hospitality and then Saturday night would be our big victory dance. So there was a lot of social and everybody would stay in, I guess, within two hotels within Hamilton walking distance. And like, it was just a crazy, crazy Wild. weekend <laughs> where it's a lot of bowling, a lot of lack of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and you need a vacation. You need great. a vacation from like, after like full week <laughs> off you guys for re yeah. recovery but i've heard that it's been absolutely crazy it's yeah. fun if you like some of those traditions could have 
like continued on, right? Yeah. So that's fun. Um, let's just talk a little bit about um, Stacy Zaman Clark. Because you've been around <laughs> oh, yeah. a really, really long time. We would get into all these stories, but um, and Katie, help me help me with this. But it looks yeah. it says here that you've been playing the open for 28 years. Is that true? Well, I minus started, the 12 minus the 12 years. Minus Got the 12 it. years, yeah. Okay, so like a long time you've been playing the game. Come well, from a bowling in in the adult, I guess, because I started when I was like four or five, six. Yeah, in my a bowling BC. family, correct? Right, yes. a, a family that's been invested yeah. in bowling for a long time. Um, two Masters Nationals with two gold medals, four Open Nationals, one singles where you placed fifth, and then two silver medals, bowled Open singles and finished fifth in Calgary, and drum roll, was inducted to the Central Ontario's Hall of Fame in 2023. So congratulations yeah. on, on induction. That's amazing. Thank you. That's that was quite, pretty recent. Quite the honor. Yeah. So <laughs> what's next in terms of the Hall of Fame uh, induction? Has that happened? Yeah, it happened um, last March or whenever, whenever we had our before the Open last year. Who all got inducted? Like it was just yourself? Myself and uh, Pat Jepson. So she was one of like, she was a bowler and a coach and, you know, helped build, right. you know, the sport in Ontario. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah. in looking at your career, you had that time where you like took eight years off. How was it kind of coming back in and re-getting yourself back into that competitive zone? it was difficult for me to get back into the competitive zone. Um, you know, you get married, you have kids. My life became my kids competitive sports. So right. I came back. I wasn't as competitive. I'm still competitive, but not nearly to the extent I used to be. Um, it was, it just puts it in a very different mindset um, right. to go out there. And a lot of it was now I'm, the grandma on our team most of the time. So <laughs> it's, you know, looking at the younger ones coming up and actually a girl on our team for two years now, she's a year older than my son. So it's, you know, it's a little different for me now. It's hard, isn't it, Stace? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Playing with the younger ones. Yeah. Yes. Like my daughter. <laughs> I have a few years on your daughter. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. Um, Stace, overall, like the tenure, let's, like, was there a team or a moment that you still could remember like it was yesterday? And what what was it? I think it was winning the singles for Ontario. I was, I think, 21 when I first won singles and it was back when the open was a lot bigger than it is today for us. And just to have everybody in the stands cheering for you and like, it just, yeah. it, it just is a whole different experience. Um, I, that's one thing I'll never forget. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just that moment. Yeah. Amazing. 
And then do you have kind of a preference? Do you enjoy, like you've had success both at Masters, you've had success at Open. Is there one you kind of pref prefer over the other? Well, it's definitely the Open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Any goals for the rest of it? Sorry. <laughs> Master's not an option for me. <laughs> Fair. Any goals kind of rest of the season? Uh, I just want to play well for my team at Provincials. And then, you know, hopefully we do well and I can perform well for them at Nationals. Yeah. That's it. That That's all that matters is being there yeah. for the team. I think a lot of times it's like chemistry, right? Like you might need just like, you know, two to three players that are playing really like on par beautifully. And I mean, you can afford to have a player or two who's maybe not up to where they need to be, but like, if you stick together, it, yeah. it can still be an, an amazing, you know, an amazing, uh, yeah, an amazing team. And, and um, I'm sure yeah. whatever it looks like for you guys, is going to be um, awesome, especially if you're doing the pre-celebration and get togethers uh, pr yeah. prior to the event. Right. And just, being back in that um open realm in ontario incredibly fun yeah yeah is, is this team one that you guys have kind of all been making the team together for a few years now or is it kind of new people that you're playing with for the first time um some of there's two people well one person i'm playing for the first time a couple of us played last year um Charlotte's probably the one I've played with the longest on our team. Um, right. But ha I guess half of our team, we were on the same team last year. But okay. yeah. Okay. So kind of a mix and people kind of know each other already. So yeah, that's good. Amazing. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be uh, watching. I'll probably yeah. be watching because I don't think I'm playing the open. So <laughs> I'll watch Katie while you're playing the open and I'll do the stats. You'll just be like keeping track of everything for, for the following podcast. Yeah, exactly. Well, yes. good luck at provincials from the sounds of it. Like this has kind of been eye opening to me. I didn't really realize exactly what Ontario's even provincial round was like. So yeah. Um, good luck. Like I, I have to say when I was pulling up the stats and I was like, looking through the teams and I'm like, there's more teams, Tracy, there's more teams. Like I know the page yeah. went on and on and on. And I'm like, okay, this is just, and I mean, that's just Ontario, not Southern Ontario, right? Well, just Southern, yeah, Southern like, Ontario, not Northern yeah. or yeah, that's sorry. That's what it's I mean. not like a Northern yeah. Manitoba, Winter, Northern thing. Manitoba thing no. or like <laughs> anything like that. It's no. just, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, crazy how alive and well the sport is in Ontario it just shows with the numbers of people that are coming out to play so it's been great to see you Stacy and thanks for joining us thank Good you luck. for having me see you all right yeah I didn't realize any of that stuff about the Ontario Open just being like a nationals kind of all in itself like a yeah, big I mean, event. again, you probably could do like a whole podcast with like different generations of people and experiences mm -hmm. um, from Southern Ontario. And it, it probably would just be wild to hear 
um, some of those experiences. Right. Yeah. Wild. All right. We are kind of shifting gears a little bit from the open because other than the open, there's a couple events that are coming up in the next few years here. And uh, sorry, I just saw a comment that came through about I was waiting for a northern Manitoba comment and I am not disappointed. <laughs> just had to slip that one in there when I, I already messed up. I don't up have about. my comments up because sometimes I get so distracted, but like you're, <laughs> you are never going to let that uh, no, like never, I mean, it's just not. There's too many it's people. It's just one of those things. <laughs> yeah, it's okay That's though, okay. Katie. Yeah. It happens, it happens. I'm here for the plot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, we are going to shift gears a little bit because we have a couple tournaments that are coming up that we just want to bring some attention to. So we are going to bring in our first guest about a tournament over from the Newfoundland Bowling Tour. Hello, Melissa. Hey guys, how are you? Good. Good, and you? Good. Always good to spend some time with you too. Well, thank you for joining us because like I received a text from, uh, I was going to call you Pumpkin and like it's just because it's habit. And then I was like, no, I need to call you by your, your real name. Melissa. <laughs> um, but um, we were talking earlier this morning and just so happened that we could have you on the podcast today. So thank you for joining us on a little bit of a short notice. We really do appreciate it. Happy to be on. So you guys out in Newfoundland have a tournament coming up. I think I even have. Awesome. Here we go. I got some pictures so we can kind of go through those and then um, we can talk a little bit about the tournament. Do you want to tell us what it is, first of all? For sure. I want to, And I'm going to tell the story behind that picture there. So yeah. coming up on February the 11th, we're going to have the third annual Bobby O Memorial Tournament and Fundraiser, uh, which is going to be hosted at Plaza Bowl. So um, this is a tournament we started uh, pretty much immediately after Bob passed in 2021. I think that initial event was held, I want to say, three weeks after he passed. Uh, so how it came, kind of came about is we like to, um, you know, promote this as an event that is held to honor Bob's legacy as a bowling supporter and a cancer care advocate, right? So there's a lot of people, I'm sure, and this and this would be nice too, but I'm sure there's people that think we have a bowling tournament to, to raise money for a cancer foundation because Bob was a bowler and he passed away from cancer. And while, you know, that part obviously is true, the, the bigger reason we have the tournament is to, from the bowling side, is to recognize the role Bob played in supporting bowling in Newfoundland. Obviously, he was a fantastic bowler, but he was instrumental in supporting so many events. And I can say without a doubt that in the early days, the MBT would have never got off the ground without Bob. Um at the time, he owned three, I believe, of the four bowling centers in, in the Metro St. John's area. So obviously, we worked with him quite closely on our tournaments. And the support he gave us was second to none. It was, you know, whatever you need, um, you know, I'll do it for you. He overheard me one day talking about trying to figure out live, live streaming, um, like the Western Tour. And the next day when I showed up at the bowling alley, Mike Maloney was there installing nest camps that Bob had paid for and just put up in the lane just because, you know, he overheard that conversation. So that's just one of many examples. Uh, and then certainly, which a lot of people may not realize, 
Um, Bob was a huge, huge advocate for cancer care in this province. Um, you know, not long after his diagnosis, he, uh, he got really involved and he and his family uh, were raising tens of thousands of dollars um, for our local uh, cancer care foundation here in uh, Newfoundland. And, you know, after he passed, his wife Paula and uh, Jamie Petal, who was a business partner of Bob's, you know, and also we started talking about, is there something we can do to kind of like bring it all together? And, you know, this is sort of where we landed. So this year will be our third tournament. COVID kind of shifted our schedule a bit. But in the first year, we raised $5,500. The second year, we raised $6,500. So we're looking for a number in that range again this year. So, I mean, 12000 to date. Um, it's a great event. We get a great turnout. Uh, we had 30 teams of trios in the first year. Uh, the second year, we had 23 teams, four-player teams. And this year, uh, registration is still ongoing, and we're sitting at 22. Um, so, I mean, every time I look at this picture here, I mean, it's like one of the greatest pictures of Bob. God knows there's a lot floating around. Um, but that picture was taken when we were at the Open Nationals in Gatineau. Uh, we were out before the tournament started having a few drinks. Bob perhaps had the most of all, but very <laughs> sensible in this picture anyway. Um, this picture came about, of course, when people started posting and stuff when he passed. And Paula said to me, Bob's wife, I, I wish I knew the story behind that picture and uh, and where it came from or whatever. So, you know, we filled her in on that. So, uh, I mean, there's there's not enough could be said about Bob, really. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, I know you sent me a couple pictures here. We can go through. Did it change? No, no. There we go. Yeah, so that's Bob's uh, wife, Paula, there, second from the left, and his sister, uh, Sue, there on the far left, presenting the plaque uh, to our uh, winning team from 2021. So they were the champs of the inaugural year. And you can see that same photo is the photo that is on the plaque. Oh, okay. oh yeah, the photo yeah. of him. Amazing. And this is um, Paula presenting... Uh, the plaque to last year's champion championship team. Um, and it's great. Like we see um, it's a pins over average tournament, uh, but we kind of widely promote that the tournament is open basically to anyone. We want to see friends of Bob's come out. We want to see like the old school bowling crowd who haven't been around since the eighties or nineties. And we've had it, we've had a good variety of, of getting some of those teams out, which is great to see. A lot of people drop by throughout the day, have a drink. So, I mean, obviously it's a fundraiser. So a good chunk of the entry fees uh, goes towards the foundation. And uh, we do, you know, different different things, collect, collect donations. And really it's just a great day. Um, this is Paula presenting our check from last year's event to Megan Ludlow from the Cancer Care Foundation. So that's kind of one of my favorite things that we do after the event each year. We, we actually physically go go up to uh, the cancer clinic's office space, which is in our biggest hospital here. And uh, we chat a bit with some of the folks there and, uh, you know, we do a little presentation. Um, I do have, I usually wing a lot of stuff, but I have some notes. We were talking about it earlier and we found a post that Bob himself made on Facebook 
back in, it was in 2019. And he goes on the post about, you know, his diagnosis and everything that he's been experiencing. Um, but I just want to read kind of an excerpt from it. He says at the end of it, I truly had no appreciation on the vast number of people battling cancer until I was going through it myself. And going for treatment really opened my eyes to how critical the need is for funding and research. We are all a great community of bowlers and friends. Let's show them what we can do to strike out cancer. I'm asking everyone I know right across the country to support fundraising efforts to strike back at cancer. If my family, friends, neighbors, teammates, and competitors that I have bowled with, partied with, and celebrated victories and losses with over the years would please consider donating, we can make a huge contribution. This fundraiser is not for me personally. The proceeds will go directly to the Dr. H. Bliss Murphy Cancer Care Foundation in support of equipment and facilities and services that will benefit everyone faced with the diagnosis of cancer. And if we all do a little, it will help a lot. Thank you so much, Fabio. So that's why this event exists. Not, not just because Bob, Bob was Bob the bowler. As good of a bowler as Bob was, Bob was getting so much better. more. Yeah, mm -hmm. for yeah. sure. And the foundation is great. One of the things Bob really loved about it is the funds go to a bunch of different areas. So they certainly allocate some to like research and staff training. But a big part of what they do is allocate uh, funding to like family related initiatives. So to support families, whether it's adults or children, because as you know, obviously it's a financial burden. People are off work, sure. people have to travel for treatments, you know, uh, these things don't even don't always happen to people that are in a good financial situation to begin with, right? So there's a lot of hardship, and the the foundation keeps those funds in uh, in Newfoundland, and a lot of the funding goes to support families as they're actually going, you know, going through their, through their the treatment. Trip. Yeah, amazing, Melissa. Thank you for sharing. Um, Let's talk a little bit about um, outside of maybe the bowling event um, in his honor, but how can people across the country in our bowling community uh, potentially help and or support? Absolutely. So um, we are accepting uh, cash donations. So there's a few few uh, ways people can do that. If, if they want, they can send an EMT to the Newfoundland Bowling Tour, uh, newfoundlandbowlingtour at gmail.com. Um, all of those funds will go to, uh, the foundation and, you know, we'll acknowledge that people like a little bit more of a formal route to go through. Um, I've sent along a link, which I guess we can share now or later, which will take you to the, um, in memorial donation section of the cancer foundation's, uh, website. So if you'd like to make a donation there, it's all, you know, online payment type thing. You can put in who it's in memory of and a tax receipt will be issued. Um, if anybody coast to coast has, I mean, I know Katie, we've chatted a bit about maybe trying to get a bit of a uh, five pin universe uh, swag for uh, for our prize raffles. If anybody has any, uh, you know, yeah. connections in that space, certainly we'd appreciate it. Um, and anybody in Newfoundland, like I said, please consider putting in a team and you don't have to be uh, you know, a star bowler to come out. And uh, if you're not interested in bowling, but you're around, we'd love for people to drop by. Um, Bob's wife always comes and it's great to have a chat, reminisce, go
go for old photos. It's, re it's really a nice day all around, I must say. Um, so we, we look forward to doing and carrying on his legacy and, and honoring his legacy. I mean, a nice day is beautiful, but Bobby O would have wanted a fun day, right? So I hope I hope you guys <laughs> have an awesome, fun day. There may be a shot or two of screech consumed at the sure. things. I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> we love that. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much for coming on and just kind of giving us a rundown of what's going on out there and how people can help support. And hopefully the tournament goes smooth and runs well and you guys have a ton of fun. Yeah, I can't wait to have people like climbing over themselves trying to win like a Katie Rayner autographed whatever, you know, dream, dream crushers <laughs> and, a, and a Tracy Smith podcast worn diamond. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we just uh, produce a Katie Tracy podcast t-shirt. Yeah. I right, think I actually Katie? have a couple sitting upstairs. There's a couple kicking around Newfoundland, and let me tell whenever let me tell you, whenever they're broken out, there is a lot of jealousy going around. So. <laughs> you hear that, boys? We need to have a we need to have a clothing line. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Melissa. Talk soon. Talk later, guys. Bye. All right. We have one other tournament that's been kind of dropping some hints along Facebook over the holiday season. Yeah. Um, and so we'll bring in our wonderful rep for that tournament here. Stacy, it's Hi. been a while. Hello. It's just a quick minute. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Quick one. Just a quick one. <laughs> Take all the time you need. How have things? Uh -oh. Well, first of all, what did you finish with? Stacy had a six bagger running oh. at league tonight. I texted that and then I went five three pin miss. So I was like, oh, I just that's good. It's fine. I guess we're good. We I can come on anytime. Go. Now. Don't stall the podcast. It's fine. <laughs> I was like, we got this. We'll stall if we need to. Go throw the seventh one. <laughs> oh, Stacy, Kaylin, and I started the rec league at Toppler last night. I saw that. <laughs> And I, sh I shot like almost 800 triple. Oh my God, you're awesome. famous in the league. It's <laughs> pretty incredible. And I, yeah, anyways, it was really, really fun. It's a good league. The Calgary Sports Social Club put on a good, uh, really, really, they really always fun. have good events, but uh, they do good. However, they figure out their bowling. I've never figured out how they run their standings or anything because they do it all. So we just turn the lanes on and go. <laughs> like, so fun. have fun. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, I saw your names today, and then Matt brought it up today, too, but I had no idea. Yeah, fun. You're going to be famous, Tracy. <laughs> Whatever, it's just fun. Yeah. Have fun. So, Aww. coming up, we have, I saw all over Facebook, all over the holidays, uh, Diamond Lady stuff dropping. It's launched, the number two Diamond Ladies, so we're looking forward to it. Uh this year it's going to be in April, so April 19th to 21st here at Toppler. Uh, it, it's good. I mean, it's my expectations were when we came out that it would be good, but this is really like it's it's really good. We have people from people, women from all over the country coming from Newfoundland to BC again. So that's it's great. I know like Ontario, I think, has a master's event, unfortunately, that weekend, but uh, right now, the entries are high, like 77 combined with re-entries for P oh, scratch and POAs at 34. 
but POA unique is at 28. So it's already over what we kind of forecasted the payout to be. So it's, it's really good. We're looking at, um, it's going to be a full payout already. We have $12,500 in sponsorship already. I'm going to thank a few people right now. So Venom Industrial Inc. is uh, our title sponsor this year. So uh, Rhonda McDougall. So, so much. Um, Tim Shifley Accounting, Body Things. A new sponsor this year, and I hope I do this correctly, is WSH Heavy Haul. Uh, It's like a trucking company from BC. Uh, Obviously, Fab Five. And I have a few more, I'm hoping, in the works. So... Yeah. Amazing. The doubles is almost full. We're at 36 and we're only taking 40 because of our capacity. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. The merch store, I talked to Mark today. It'll be out early February. Maybe we can get a Katie Tracy podcast shirt slipped into the Diamond Ladies merch store. Have them all over the place. Right? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, It's it's looking good. We have our silent auction going. So Amazing. Are you having it live streamed again this year? Yes, yes. I talked with Kerry. He'll be here. He's going to live stream the whole time. So we're very fortunate to have the backing of Five Pin Universe again, side by side with us to showcase all the wonderful bowling. For sure. Close the door. (laughs) Dave Sanderson trying to get on the ladies' podcast. I know you had sent out kind of like a poll on Facebook over the holidays as well about potentially adding another event on the Thursday night. Is that something you're leaning towards yet? Or so the amount of I didn't we didn't get a whole lot of response and it was 50-50 to yes okay. and no. So I thought I'll leave it until we'll see how it plays out because the Thursday night is like, we can add it in whenever, right? So right. Well, and this was a Thursday night kind of like higher rollers. Kind of higher roller one, kind of similar to what the TPC does, right? Just to, right. Just, I believe the women that I've talked to that are coming from out of province are all going to be here on the Thursday night. So, okay. um, so we'll see. We've talked about it. So we just kind of leave it in the air. Maybe we'll make another post for mining, see what we can get. I don't think it would be hard for us to fill eight spots, uh, like eight spots, right? Like, so, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. It was 50-50, so I wasn't sure what to how to proceed with. Yeah. Okay, maybe this is a good forum, Stacey, just to um, talk about it on the podcast, like what it looked like if people missed it on the on Facebook, and then we just get it out there a little bit, and then yeah. you can start to maybe resurface if it if it might work. Yeah. So we were just talking about having a higher roller event on the Thursday night, similar to the ladies invitational that the TPC runs a $500 entry fee and then a bracket style. And I never played the one at TPC, but is it like five games or four games, three games, two games? I'm not sure how the, how their scoring works there. TPC usually does a four game and then a three game and then the finals of two games. Okay. Yeah. So similar to that for, for, I mean, in eight women, I, I mean, if we got more than eight, it'd be wonderful, but to, we'd, we'd figure it out how to, how to proceed from there. But yeah. So if it's out there and it's something that people are interested in, I mean, Thursday nights, I made sure that all the leagues and stuff are done the week prior. So we do have that Thursday opening and yeah, I mean, we definitely would put something on for sure. If we got the interest for it. 
Yeah. So yeah. if anybody's out there and they've got some feedback or there's a level of interest, let's get the feedback into mm -hmm. Stacy. Yeah. Yeah. Because sure. then we can go. I mean, if it sounds like a go, all the sooner we know, the better we'll, we'll quicker we'll get it out there. Right. So for sure. Awesome. Are you planning again on doing a Saturday night fun night rendezvous? I don't have anything set up. Partially because okay. last year was so late that yes. that a lot of people, we have blocked off a lot of seats and Pamela Wilson had worked pretty hard. Happy birthday, Pam, by the way. Yes, happy uh, birthday, Pam. Uh, she had put a whole bunch of stuff aside and then a lot of people we had to, that didn't go because everybody was tired or were held back and, and whatnot. Fair. So I don't know about Saturday, maybe a Sunday, maybe something closer that it's only just up the street, maybe at Tops because they're a big sponsor for our leagues this year that... For sure. Oh, close. It's a five-minute drive, right? Instead of a 25-minute. So. Yeah, no. That sounds fantastic. It sounds like things are already filling up and things are already, yeah. like, the ball is rolling and it's, like, cruising. It takes care of itself. We have such a good committee and we have so, like, the podcast helps us and it's, you know, <laughs> I'm still looking at presents wrapped in my office, by the way, Katie. I don't know where those would have come from. <laughs> I don't know why you had Christmas wrapping paper in your office in June. So in my defense. <laughs> it's my dad's gold and he doesn't throw anything out. Clearly. I wrapped her whole desk. I love it. Bowling balls and all. Yeah. So good. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to all the things that are going to come out about Diamond Ladies. And I've got my entries in. Can't wait to be there. Yeah, yeah, we can't wait to see everybody. You know, our last year was good and we had our little trials and things to fix, but I think, you know, put your entries in. We want to get as many as we can and, and let's build it up. Have a great day out. Yeah. Yeah, have a good I mean, last year was so smooth for the first year. So, like, I can only imagine this year is going to be even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was good. It was fun. I think everybody, you know, everybody wants to come to it, right? Like, it's, yeah, it just seems, you know, we, we make a lot of fun and it was, it was a good experience for bowling and for being just playing with different levels and different people. Yeah. And just the social aspect of it was yeah. just fun. Yeah. What's next for her. Amazing. Well, thank you for taking that one on again, Stacy and running it. And I know it's like your baby at this point that you just keep <laughs> putting more into. So <laughs> I can't wait to see what it comes out as. <laughs> well, thanks, girls. Yeah, anytime. Nice sweater, Trace. Uh, yeah, had to wear it today. Katie. Dream Crushers play this weekend, and we need all the help we can get right now. <laughs> I'm not going to comment. Two out of three, Stace. Yeah. That's right. 66. I mean, I haven't given up on Carnage. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it so hard, all of us. Right? Okay, on that note. On that note, yeah. Thanks so much, Classic. We appreciate you, Stacey. Thanks, ladies. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. All right. That is it for us. Amazing podcast, Katie. Yeah, there were so many amazing people that could share their stories with us, which was fantastic. Um coming up like good luck to everybody who is playing their open qualifiers this weekend or next weekend or coming up in the next little bit um 
Also, good luck to all the people in Youth Challenge Provincials. Those are coming up at the beginning of February. I know there's going to be some amazing bowling happening across the country there, and we're looking forward to highlighting some of that in the next couple months. So uh, hopefully everything goes well. Good and luck, then, everyone. Yeah, our next podcast, February 21st. Yeah, we'll see you then next month. Next month. That would be probably an open recap of some kind. Some kind of, yeah. Something. Probably open, a little bit a little bit of youth challenge, a little bit of open. Yeah, and... It's going to be a good show. You don't want to miss it, regardless. No, we're not sure what it is, but we'll see, we'll see then. It'll be good. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. Okay, good night.